Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 Israel on Sunday, February 18th, formalized its opposition to what it called the unilateral recognition of Palestinian statehood and said any such agreement must be reached through direct negotiations. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu brought the declaratory decision to a vote in in the cabinet, the Knesset, which unanimously approved the measure according to a statement. Netanyahu said at the start of the weekly meeting that the move comes after, quote, recent talks in the international community about an attempt to unilaterally impose on Israel a Palestinian state. U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Linda Thomas-Greenfield warned that if the Algerian proposed resolution calling for a humanitarian ceasefire in in Gaza were to come up for a vote at the U.N. Security Council as drafted, it would not be adopted by Washington. The IDF had stated that troops killed dozens of Hamas terrorists across the Gaza Strip over the past days as special forces continued to search a major hospital. In southern Gaza's Khan Yunus, the IDF reported that troops of the 98th Division raided several Hamas positions, killing gunmen and locating weapons in the process. The Division's 7th Armored Brigade had killed some 20 Hamas terrorists with tank shelling and directed airstrikes on additional terrorists in western Khan Yunus. Another 15 Hamas terrorists were killed and a weapons depot was destroyed in a series of airstrikes in the, ser- in the city, the IDF stated. The IDF continued to search Nasser Hospital in Khan Yunus, locating additional weapons. More than 100 terror suspects had been arrested at the medical center so far, and weapons had been found. In a nearby building, the IDF reported that the commandos killed several Hamas terrorists and seized several safes and weapons. In central Gaza, the IDF stated that the Nahal Brigade killed at least 10 Hamas terrorists during the past day, including some in airstrikes. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said on Shabbos that his forces had a, quote, realistic plan for their ground operation in the crowded southern Gaza city of Rafah, where he faced growing international pressure to protect civilians. Our ability, quote, he says, to enter Rafah has been proven as realistic. Police in northern Israel apprehended an East Jerusalem man with an anti-tank missile launcher, grenades, and ammunition in his car on Friday night, according to a statement released by the police. The arrest occurred after a special forces unit tasked with preventing arms smuggling intercepted the man's car near Carmiel Junction in northern Israel. Upon searching the vehicle, authorities found a shoulder-mounted anti-tank missile launcher, nine grenades, and over 1,000 rounds of belted magnum bullets of unspecified caliber. The launcher and ammunition both bore Hebrew markings, indicating their origin from the Israeli military. Number 2 On Friday, February 16th, the solemn tribute of hundreds of flowers and candles placed in Moscow to honor the memory of Alexei Navalny, Russia's foremost opposition figure, vanished overnight, removed in black bags. According to Russia's prison service, Navalny, aged 47, became unconscious and passed away on Friday, February 16th, following a walk at the, quote, Polar Wolf Arctic Penal Colony. Confirmation of his death came from Navalny's spokeswoman, Kira Yarmish, on Shabbos, citing an official notice received by his mother. In central Moscow, amid the melting snow, several dozen roses and carnations linger at the monument 
to victims of Soviet repression, situated near the former KGB headquarters on Lubinka Street. Vladimir Nikitin was spotted alone placing a carnation at the Slavetsky Stone, symbolic of the labor camps established in the White Sea by the Bolsheviks in 1923. Preferring to speak beneath Lubinka Square's underpass due to the apprehensions of the tension, Nikitin expressed profound sorrow over Navalny's demise, describing him as a, quote, courageous truth-teller whose absence left shattered hopes. At the Wall of Sorrow Memorial on Andrei Sakharov Avenue, individuals paid respect to Navalny, placing flowers beside his images. One message, vow remembrance and non-forgiveness. Among the Western leaders attributing blame for Navalny's death to President Vladimir Putin, U.S. President Joe Biden was most prominent. However, no evidence accompanied these allegations. In response, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov criticized Western reactions as, quote, unacceptable and absolutely rabid. Russian authorities regard Navalny and his supporters as extremists associated with the CIA, aiming to destabilize Russia. Consequently, they have outlawed his movement, leading many followers to seek refuge ab abroad. Number three. Former President Donald Trump expressed his frustration about his recent legal setback to a crowd of fervent supporters at a Michigan rally on Matzah Shabbos, just a day after a New York judge imposed a hefty fine of nearly $355 million plus interest in his civil fraud case, as well as barring him from practicing business in New York State. As the leading contender for the Republican presidential nomination, Trump vehemently denied allegations of conspiring to manipulate his net worth a charge upheld by Justice Arthur F. Engron's ruling, potentially depleting Trump's entire cash reserves. Launching into his rally speech inside an airport hangar in Oakland County, Trump branded the judge as a, quote, lunatic, unleashing a barrage of criticism against Letitia James, New York's attorney general who initiated the case. Barred from holding top positions in any New York company for three years, including segments of his Trump organization, Trump lambasted the, tr the justice system painting himself as a victim of persecution. Coinciding with the first day of early in-person voting in Michigan, which is employing both a primary and caucus-style convention to allocate delegates for the Republican Party, Trump's rally featured prominent signage urging supporters to seize the opportunity for early voting. Acknowledging the dedicated attendees who endured chilling wind chills for hours, Trump reflected on Michigan's pivotal role in his 2016 victory and emphasized its significance and securing his re-election bid in 2024, despite losing the state to Biden in 2020. Meanwhile, Michigan's Democratic governor, Gretchen Whitmer, characterized Trump as a, quote, divisive figure ahead of his visit, underscoring the state's rejection of his rhetoric and policies. In a notable departure from his past in stance, Trump embraced early voting, contrasting with his previous claims of it being susceptible to fraud. Expressing optimism about winning Michigan and the subsequent election, Trump reiterated debunked allegations of voter fraud, particularly focusing on Detroit's voting procedures. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.